Welcome to the Child Care Business Coach Podcast with Evelyn Knight, where mindset mechanics come together for success. Evelyn Knight is the leader of the ECE revolution and is on a mission to touch 1 million children's lives through the elevation of the ECE community. Hello and welcome to the Child Care Business Coach Podcast. My name is Evelyn Knight. I hope everybody took care of themselves this weekend and did some self-care. It is just so very important for us to show up in this world. Um, And I thank you for joining me for the Child Care Business Coach podcast. I just love that you guys take the opportunity to be here with me. But going back to what I was just saying about just taking care of you, it is so, so important that we do prioritize our self-care. We live in a world today that isn't easy post COVID still, right? And trauma and everything, our brains were not designed to live under trauma through such a long period of time. And as leaders, it is hard, right? I mean, there's no way to sugarcoat it because right now there are so many accommodations that people want and we're being encouraged all the time to just be more empathetic and just to be more this and to give more and give more and give more. I had to do some um, training for my child care center this weekend. And one of the uh, trainings I took was all about being a leader post COVID. And what disappointed me, what really disappointed me in this training was how it just really focused on taking care of your staff, making sure they were nurtured, making sure you're stepping up for them. But there was nothing about taking care of you. And The reason that bothered me is because right now, so many of you that reach out to me, whether I'm at a speaking engagement and people come to talk to me, or if I just get messages or emails from you, the thing I'm hearing is the exhaustion and the burnout for leaders and what we need to do in order to survive right now. It's really just becoming quite a strain on leaders to the point that I'm hearing so many leaders say that they just don't want to do it anymore. And they're ready just to go back into the classroom and quit because of either the turnover or just how much we need to accommodate. And a lot of the powers that be out there in the world, like people who are some of the decision makers, like government officials and, you know, those people that kind of call the shots, they don't get it. They don't get what we're going through. They expect us to just sit back and take it. And they keep telling us to give more and more, right? And this training I was listening to was talking about, well, give more breaks, give more days off, give this, give that, and pay for it all. And all I kept thinking was, how are we supposed to pay for it? Where's the money coming from? I think every single one of us would love to give more and to pour more into our staff. Absolutely. I would love to give my staff a mental health day every week. I would absolutely love to. But I also want to be able to keep my doors open. And I don't want to go bankrupt. So that's what got me really thinking after taking this course I took yesterday. And it was created by a university. And I could tell it was a university of people who've never ran a business, probably never had to sign a paycheck, never had a budget or, uh, you know, annual P&Ls or anything on their shoulders. Because everything that they were suggesting costs a fortune, to be honest. 
So as I was taking this course, I just, it got me really thinking. It really just got me thinking about all of these things and what we're expected right now, right? And and I have to say, to give this course credit, it didn't say to let people get away with everything. It really didn't. It didn't say any of that. But I feel like, and this is my interpretation, sometimes I feel like we are expected to just give and give and give. And the staffs that we hire right now, they want us to just give. And so many of them are just taking from us, just taking, right? Good morning, Tara. By the way, you guys, I love when you say good morning. Some of you, I see a lot of good mornings. It says Facebook user though. So it doesn't um, always let me see who you are, but I can see Tara gave stream your permission. But back to our conversation. I think a lot of you, especially those of you that are in the centers, you're feeling like your staff is just taking from you and it's exhausting. So how do we balance this? What do we do? Because we still need to meet ratios, right? Here we have staff that they want to call in when they have a runny nose. They want days off for this, this, and this. And then we've got our licensing coming in and saying, but you've got to stay in ratio. And then you've got quality standards coming in saying, and you have to have these smaller group sizes and smaller ratios and all these things. So for you directors out there, this is exhausting. It is absolutely exhausting, right? So how do we manage and step up as a good leader and keep all of this balanced? It's not an easy task. It is not. And I am not going to pretend to have all the answers because I don't think any of us do. There's a lot of things we can do to make things better. But what I want all of you to hear me say right now is you cannot let your staff hold you hostage. I see so many of you and I talk to so many of you on a daily basis that are letting their staff hold them hostage. What do I mean by that? Basically, you're letting them get away with really bad behaviors like gossiping, like excessive call-ins, being excessively late all the time, and um, just not doing their job, right? I was counseling one of my owners and uh, who's also a director, and she was telling me how her teachers aren't even doing curriculum. They're just like, eh, I didn't feel like doing it today. That is not okay. And when you let them get away with things like that, they now run your program, right? So whether you're an owner or director, you cannot let your staff run your program. You have to step up as the leader. And I know you're scared right now. I know you're so scared because it's hard to hire, but it is worse for you to let that rotten apple who is hijacking your center stay working for you than it is to let them go and be understaffed. They're poisoning the entire barrel. So when you eradicate the poison, it is so much, so much liberating for you. But that can be hard, can't it? And it's not just your staff. Sometimes it's your families. I was working with an uh, owner last week that she's having a problem with a family member, one of her families. They have a few children with, and um, one of them needs some help. They need some services, but the parent is in denial and doesn't want to accept the fact that their child may need some help. So 
this teacher or this owner just was like, what do I do? I can't let this child go. I can't do this. I can't do that. And she said, I just feel like my hands are tied because I feel so bad for the child. I get that. I get it. And I will be the first to tell you, I have never kicked a child out of my program. Never have we kicked a child out for any kind of behavior or for anything. I do not kick children out, but I do kick their parents out. I absolutely do. And the reason I don't kick children out is because we can always help. If we have behavior issues or whatever is happening, when parents and the child care center work together, we can find a balance and we can help these children with the behavior issues. But you as the child care center, you need to know what to do, first of all, and the parents as well. And that takes sometimes some outside intervention. And sometimes you need to bring people from the outside in to help balance these things. And when parents don't cooperate, you got to let them go. You got to let them go, right? It's, you're not helping the child at this point. And sometimes it's that wake up call the parent needs. Same thing with your staff. If they're hijacking, you've got to let them go. So what does it mean? I mean, the title of this that I'm talking about is leaders aren't nice. You can't be a nice leader, right? Being the nice guy, you're not going to survive. You will not be a successful owner or director if you always have to be the nice guy. But you can be kind. There is a very big difference between being kind and being nice. Being nice is shallow. Being nice is dishonest. Being nice is placating, it's sugarcoating, and it's basically lying. I used to be a very nice person, and some I went to a training, and basically I was called out as a liar. And I was just like, how dare you? I'm not a liar. But then as the trainer explained what it is to be nice versus honest, I realized, oh my gosh, I am lying. When I tell people that ask me for something and I'm at my capacity and I say, no problem. That's a lie because it is a problem, right? When I placate someone and tell them what they want to hear, instead of being honest about what they need to hear, that's lying. Am I being the nice guy? Yeah, I am. I'm being the nice woman, right? I am. But being nice is actually being dishonest. Being nice is actually just as bad, honestly, as the person who is mean. It really is. Because you're letting people live in a fantasy world, basically. You're letting them think that their behaviors are okay. You're letting them believe that you are something you're not or you're more capable or whatever it is, right? You're allowing this for your life. So when you're staff comes to you and they mess up a project, right? And you say, that's okay. That's okay. And then you spend the next couple hours fixing it, coming back and doing something. You're lying to them. It was not okay what they did, right? But you're saying it's okay. You're letting them off the hook, which is really what you're doing, which I'll tell you is one of my biggest struggles in my life and continues to be, I'm not going to pretend like I'm perfect here, letting people off the hook. And I, I literally have to tell myself all the time, don't let them off the hook. Don't let them off the hook. Hold them accountable 
because accountability is one of the kindest things you can do for a person. Holding somebody accountable and allowing them to see who they really are. Think about it this way. If you came to me as one of my coaching clients and you're really struggling and I know what your problem is and I see it clear as day, but I don't tell you and I beat around the bush and I'm not honest with you, how are you going to feel? You know you want to be better, right? All of us want to be better. We want our problems to go away. If I know why you have a problem, if I know you're creating that problem, and I could easily fix it by saying to you, okay, you're being way too nice to your staff, and you're not holding them accountable. That's why you're getting all of the people who are calling in. That's why they're not doing your, their curriculum or cleaning up the centers that they use. That's why. And then if I can coach you to help you through that, isn't that better than you living in the misery that you're living in now? Now, on the other hand, if I came to you knowing full well what I know, and I said to you, oh, you poor thing, you must just have this awful staff. Oh, you poor thing, fire them all, start over again. You start over again and you're in the same boat. So what is better? Me being kind and honest with you and telling you exactly what the problem is or beating around the bush and letting you live the same cycles for the next 10 years. So think about that. Honesty is kind. The person who told me I was a liar because I'm a sugar coder or because I rescue everybody. That was one of the most kind things anyone has ever done for me. Because I saw what I was doing to myself. I saw how much I was hurting myself by letting people off the hook and then swooping in to save them. And then I was creating so much work for myself. I was exhausted all the time and I couldn't figure out why. And then I was becoming bitter and angry at everybody and blaming them. But was it really their fault or was it mine? As I was so bitter because I was always like, oh, why do I always have to step in to save everybody? Why do I always have to do this? Why am I the only one who's capable? Those were the thoughts going through my head. And when I was told that day that I was a liar, I realized I had created all of it. It was all my fault. I'm blaming my staff and even my family. But I created the problem because I wasn't being honest. So kindness is honesty. As women, this is really, really hard for us, right? Because we are expected to be nice and gentle and nurturing and loving and all of the things. And people's perception of who we should be and the world period is just like, oh, well, they were mean when they don't get their way, right? Literally, if they don't get their way, it's, oh, they're just mean. So that's really, really, really hard for us to grasp and to accept. And it can be really difficult for us to embrace the fact that we're not mean. We're being kind because we're just honest. 
because people put that label on us and they start getting upset with us. So then we own this role and we shrink back, right? We shrink back from what we should be saying, how we should be protecting ourselves. And we almost allow these people to bully us because the image of what we should be is this sweet, loving, kind person. But what we don't realize is that we're not being kind at all. We're being nice, which being nice is just as bad as being mean. Now, let's talk about being mean. Being honest does not have to be cruel either. Being honest is not passively, aggressively going after a person. Being honest is not being rude, right? So for example, if you have a teacher who is continually, um, let's say calling it, that is the biggest thing, complaint I hear. And you know, you need to have a conference with them, pulling them into the office and saying, Hey, we need to have a conversation about your attendance. This is affecting the center right now, because as you know, we have to hold ratios and it is very important for you to show up every day is the children's consistency, our ratios, and the strain it puts on our staff is really heavy when you're not here. Now, you've been absent this many times. I'm going to have to put you on probation now because we really can't have this. It's not what's best for our center. Do you see how that is honest and kind? You're calling them out, but you're doing it in a respectful, honest, and kind way. Now, on the other hand, you're allowing this to happen, right? And then the person calls and they, are you serious? Are you really calling in again? This is not okay. You have called in three times this month already. This is absolutely unacceptable behavior and it is not going to happen. Now that's just being mean. How do you think people are going to respond, right? You can hold people accountable with kindness and honesty. It doesn't mean you have to be rude. It doesn't mean you have to be disrespectful. You don't have to be aggressive and you don't have to be passive aggressive. Passive aggressive is one of the most demeaning things you could do to a person, making those snide comments after they walk away or just making remarks or, I mean, you guys know what being passive aggressive is, I hope, but look it up if you don't. Holding people accountable is kind, doing it respectfully is kind. And don't let others' opinions really affect you and take that away from you. Because if you're just trying to be the nice guy, you're just a hypocrite. Sorry. I know it hurts, right? That was me once. I had to hear that. But I was literally told I was a liar. So a little bit harder to hear at first until I realized it was true. So let that just sink in. Don't let their opinions hurt you. It's okay. People tell me all the time I'm intimidating and it blows my mind. It's like, why am I intimidating? And really what it comes down to is I am not the typical image of what society says a woman should be, right? I'm pretty driven. I'm outspoken. I'm honest. It used to really bother me too, but now doesn't bother me so much. I'm okay with causing people discomfort because I know who I am 
And I know I am not going to shrink back anymore to fit someone else's mold of who I should be. Why should I shrink who I am in order to make someone else comfortable? I'm going to live in discomfort to make those around me uncomfortable. That's just being dishonest. That is not kind. How many of you are shrinking back who you really are? How many of you have gotten to the point that you're bitter and angry because people have put you in this box? So you come at them aggressively. You come at them in a mean way instead of kind. Just remember, kindness is honesty. Kindness also takes intentionality. Be intentional. That will really help you to keep the meanness out of it. If you have to have a conversation with your staff, write it out first. Create a script. I have a whole training I teach on communication that should be one uh, one of our training modules. And it really teaches you how to create these scripts when you have to have a tough conversation. It's literally creating the scripts for hard conversations. And it really does help if you really struggle with how do I be honest and hold people accountable and stay in that kindness realm. It's very, very helpful for that because sometimes I do, I get really bitter and angry and then my kindness goes out the door and I just become mean. So I have to really watch myself for that. Right. And and that's kind of the opposite. When you placate and you are just sugarcoating things, it leads to bitterness. It leads to anger. And then it's like a flip of a switch. It's all going to come out. It's better to have it come out gently and let it flow than it is for you to explode. So I hope this was helpful. If you like this information, I teach a lot of this. We have a lot of training modules in our membership about this. Like I just said, I just did one on creating tough conversations where I lead people through creating these tough conversations. We also have coaching when you're not sure. One of my owners actually messaged me this morning um, and she's got a very tough, tough situation to deal with that we'll be tackling together. So The other thing that just came to mind on that too, is some of you might feel like you're just alone. Sometimes I know I was that owner director once where it feels like you're exhausted. You've got your staff around you. Who's just running you. You've got your family and everybody's trying to tell you what to do. And nobody knows what it's like to be in this industry. Childcare is not an easy industry. Part of why I designed my membership was to give each one of you a place where you're not alone. That was part of the reason I did this because when I finally found my people, I had this moment in my life where I was facing some major social media hate for my childcare center. And it was based on a bunch of lies, but you know what it's like out there. People were believing it. They were buying into it. And I felt so defeated. I felt, I just didn't know what to do. And I called my business coach and she helped walk me through it. And I had this moment where I realized I'm not alone anymore. I have someone to come alongside me now. And it was such a great feeling. And that's why as a business coach, I started my membership group because I knew it's not just about training you and helping you work through things. It's about giving you a community of like-minded people that can come alongside you. Sometimes we just need to be in the room with others that get us. I use it all the time. Even though I'm leading the group, I go into my office hours sometimes and it's like, oh, they get it. 
They get the struggle. They get what we're going through. So just keep that in mind. If you have any questions, let us know. You can either email us at admin at childcarebusinessprofessionals.com. That's admin at childcarebusinessprofessionals.com. Or send us an e- uh, or you can message if you're watching this live or the recording, whatever you want. We would love to get together with you and help you out in that. Um, love to get you in as a part of our team. And usually I have stuff here. Oh, here we go. I do have it here. Look at that. So there's the uh, admin at childcarebusinessprofessionals.com. And then you can check out our website, childcarebusinessprofessionals.com. I hope everybody has a wonderful week. It is beautiful here in Northern Nevada. Weather is amazing. So I hope all of you are enjoying wherever you are right now. Have a great week, everybody. Thank you for joining Evelyn today. For more information, please visit childcarebusinessprofessionals.com.